Welcome to the Rooftop Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Mann, and this is another series in the, uh, in the Afghan episodes. Although it is starting to kind of migrate to a different kind of um, content. And what I mean by that is, you know, I've tried to, I've tried to make these, these episodes just as real as I can make them. Right. I, I, I got to tell you, they help me. <laughs> they help me because I, I know that some of you who I'm talking to, you know, I know that you you're sitting down right now and, and you're a serious leader. Um, you know, you're sitting down right now and you're 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 using this context to kind of to process where you are in your life and what you're wrestling with and, and, and looking at the problem set of leadership from your lens, your perspective. And my goodness, we need shared perspective these days. And so th- this, um, this, this topic, and I, and I may have hit it before, and if I have, you know, forgive me, but I think it needs to be expounded upon is, is nobody's coming. You know, I've been talking about this for a while. I first heard this, um, um, this term when I, when I was training to be a speaker. And one of my mentors, Bo Eason, uh, said these words in a video. He was he was driving in his truck and he said, you know, we look at leadership today and it's so disappointing and we keep thinking that someone's going to come and fix it. Someone's going to come riding over the hill and save the day. But the reality is nobody's coming. What if nobody is coming to do that? And the older I get, the more I'm around you all, the more I'm, 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 I'm watching what's happening in the nation, particularly right now, contextually with the Afghan situation and, and the absence, I mean, just just the absence of leadership, the absence of political will um, to, to, just, to just stand for something, <laughs> you know, just to just commit to something. And by the way, you guys, if you've listened to me for any period of time, you know I'm as apolitical on this as you can get. I have served under multiple administrations. I have my political beliefs or my ideological beliefs like anyone else does. Uh, but I can tell you that, you know, I'm just not really interested in a whole bunch of politics, okay? Because I think it's actually, you know, entrenched political, rigid ideology that has got us in this mess. So I'm just not going there. I'm not going to go there because it hasn't served. It hasn't served anybody well. Um, If you're hearing wind on the recording right now, it's because I'm going for a walk with you like I always like to do. Um, You know, I've been knee-deep in the pineapple stuff, and this just helps me uh, this just kind of helps me unwind. So I appreciate you enduring maybe a little bit of wind in the mic, uh, and maybe a little bit of, uh, ambient noise, uh, as I walk down, down the river here in Wilmington, Delaware, uh, after just having given a keynote talk about leadership. And, you know, it really, it spurred me to, to come take this walk with you and explore a little bit more this nobody's coming uh, mindset. And, 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 I, and I tell you, I talked about it today to this group of leaders, really great people. They are in the, in the construction finance world and, you know, they've had certainly their share of struggles, right? As many business owners have uh, in business development and real estate and construction. Um, some of it's going, you know, really well, but some of it has really been, it's been challenged through COVID, particularly with supply chain issues and things like that. And, you know, the, the great resignation, the talent tsunami, fewer and fewer people coming back to their original jobs. A lot of people are talking about how they're going to um, go to do something else. You know, they're just going to move on. And all of that, I think, comes down to leadership. 
you know it comes down to leadership it comes down to um, um, purpose and meaning and and one's personal why and uh, I think a lot of the, just the absence of leadership is, is having an effect uh, on people across the, the, the world so what does that mean you know what does that mean to you this notion of nobody's coming um, you know, I'm looking out at this beautiful park in Wilmington, Delaware, on the river. And just yesterday, there were, you know, we're not that far from New York City, right? There were all these beautiful American flags uh, in, the, in the grass that was a tribute to heroes. They're taking them down now. I'm watching them take them down. They're folding the flags with honor and respect. And, but I'm watching these flags be taken down by, and it's the Rotary Club. You know, the Rotary Club is a is an organization that, that really has always uh, encouraged local community engagement, local community activity. But you guys, there were just dozens and dozens and dozens of beautiful American flags around the river. And it was in commemoration of 9-11. It was not political. It was simply to honor the, you know, you could sponsor a hero um, from the 9-11 uh, terror attack that happened 20 years ago. And it, I just took such comfort as I ran past this thing this morning uh, at my blistering 14-minute mile pace, <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't help it. Um, I don't run like I used to, but it just, I, it stopped me. I just, I literally stopped running and I, and I walked among the flags for like 150 yards and I'm watching them take these flags down now. Nobody's around. There's no fanfare. There's just local citizens out here of every ethnicity, uh, genders, backgrounds, working together, folding these flags up quietly. And my God, the greatness of our country is just embodied in them. I tell you, sitting here watching this as a combat veteran, as a father of an infantry officer, as a husband, as a, as a son of two civil servants, I'm just in awe. You know, I really am. And, and I just, I look at that kind of leadership and, and, you know, I, I think it just surpasses the political leadership that we have in Washington, D.C. I think that in many ways it surpasses formal leadership all over the country. You know, when I talk today to these leaders about nobody's coming, one of the things that I said to them was, you know, in a lot of ways, the leadership that we're waiting on, that you're waiting on to show up and, and solve the problem or carry the day is not even worthy of the work that you're currently doing to lead your children. It's not worthy of the type of leadership that you demonstrate on a daily basis to take care of your family or to keep your employees paid. Think about that for a second. I mean, it's, it's absolutely astounding to think of, and, and you know, when I said that, everybody in the room lit up, man. Everybody in the room lit up. And I was talking about, I talked a little bit about the Pineapple Express and how that came to be and how it really was just a group of people coming together to try to help one friend. And then it expanded to help other friends and it became a, a movement, you know, and it really, I mean, something much bigger than our little task force. I mean, other task forces like Team America and Dunkirk, they all did the same thing. But what it represents, what it represents, you guys, is what's most exciting. What it represents is the, the, the second part to nobody's coming. And it's, that's okay. That's all right. I mean... Nobody's coming, but that's okay because we've got what we need right here. 
we've got what we need to lead our families. We've got what we need to lead our, our businesses and our communities. We really do. As I watch them wheel these flags off in, in all of the collaboration that it's about 10 of them. And I think, yeah, that's, that's all we need, man. That's all this country needs is that right there. That beautiful, quiet, local leadership of just doing the right thing when nobody's looking. The stuff that our parents taught us to do. Regardless of our gender, regardless of our sexual orientation, regardless of our ethnicity, our religion, our socioeconomic status. You know, the same way that these diverse veterans from various origins came together to honor a promise I think that's possible for our country. I think not only is it possible, but it's there. You know, it's there. We, it, it happened in the early 1900s, according to um, Robert Putnam in his book, The Upswing. He talked about how the country was in such a low point um, and, and really on its last leg. But yet groups of Americans came together at a local level and they said, you know what? Nobody's coming. So we're going to handle this. We're going to do this. And guess what one of the clubs was that formed in the early 1900s? The Rotary Club. I mean, this, this organization that's out there right now doing this work to honor the heroes of 9-11 20 years after this horrific attack in this little sleepy little river town, they were formed in the darkest of days in the early 1900s by this local upswing of a, of a social movement um, of community leaders who just said, nobody's coming. Let's form the Rotary Club, you know? And now they're all going over there to, make a, to get a picture taken. And um, you just can't be, I can't be prouder of them, you know? They, uh, they are truly amazing people. And, um, and I'm so glad I saw this today. I'm so glad I saw this today. And I'm so glad I was able to share it with you on this walk, this walk in this little pocket of America where, you know, I don't know. I, I told you guys this last week, and I really, I really believe it. I really believe it. I think that um, the, the fact that nobody's coming is, 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 is becoming a bit of a rally cry. You know, what happened with pineapple is, is such, such a beautiful thing. Um, I think I'm going to go over here and just tell these people um, how much I appreciate them. You know, uh, so I'm going to pause the recording for a second and then uh, we'll pick it back up. So coming back there, I just did an emotional thank you to them. I'm a sap. I don't know what the hell's gotten into me. The older I get, man, I'm like 53 now. And I got to tell you, like I just said thank you to them and I got all emotional. Like a little kid. It's crazy. But I don't care because it was awesome. And, uh, and, I, and I mean what I was just saying a few minutes ago. I, I think that. I really do. I think that we're onto something as a nation. I think that we're, you know, you, you, look, you, you deal with this kind of inept leadership long enough. And again, apolitical, <laughs> apolitical. But has anybody, like my friend Bo said, has anybody woken up this morning? Like, did you wake up this morning and go, oh my God, thank God for Washington, D.C.? Yes, yes, because today I can get some stuff done in my life. Today I'm going to be actualized because of D.C. I can't even keep a, I can't even keep a straight face with that man, but yet that's how we that's how we have been conditioned over the last couple of decades, isn't it? Somehow, somehow, 
if you just put your agency in this mouth-breathing amateur, right, they're going to deliver you the goods. They're going to deliver you a life that you deserve. What a crock that is. That is, that is nothing about what this nation was founded on at all. And even beyond this nation, like that is not even the human endeavor, right? The human endeavor is about exercising agency in one's life. It's about, it's about exercising agency in one's arena and taking autonomy for one's life, taking responsibility, personal responsibility for one's life and recognizing that nobody's coming. I'm going to lead myself. Nobody's coming. I'm going to lead my family. Nobody's coming. I'm going to lead my business, my team, my travel ball team that I coach, right? All of those things. I'm going to lead my community the same way the Rotaries do just there by remembering, you know, 20 years of the worst attack in our nation's history. What if, what if in this country right now, leaders participated, and I'm talking about leaders like you, I'm not talking about necessarily uh, these formal leaders with titles who frankly have rested on their laurels too long and they have become irrelevant. They have become irrelevant and we see them for what they are. You know, we see them for what they are. But what if leaders like you and leaders like me just started recognizing like every day that nobody's coming? What if we woke up this morning and just so tomorrow morning you just say, nobody's coming. What am I doing today? Nobody's coming. How am I going to ensure that my business performs at the highest level? Nobody's coming. How am I going to make sure that I take care of my employees? Nobody's coming. How am I going to make sure that my kids are getting the kind of education they deserve? Right? I mean, agency in one's life is one of the most important things that each of us can exercise. But it starts with, I believe, this cognitive realization that nobody's coming. And for me, the pineapple thing really brought that home. It brought that home. Everybody, like in this thing, they were talking about how, it, for them, it was refreshing to see, you know, a bunch of leaders who just stepped into the arena and said, okay, if Washington DC is not going to honor the promise, then we will honor the promise. We will step in and honor the promise. Don't know how it's gonna end. Don't even know um, if we, I mean, certainly we don't have the capabilities of the US government, but guess what? The US government has not exercised the political will to honor this promise to American citizens and at-risk Afghans who we made a promise to. So we will. And believe it or not, turns out, the private sector has a ton of capability. I mean, look at the vet, the planes that are flying out. Look at the overland movements that are happening. Look at the resettlement stories that are happening. I don't know if you guys know this, but dozens of women, uh, American citizens and Afghan women are having children in Afghanistan in their homes that are facilitated and coached and um, uh, supported by private groups here in the United States and in the West, you know, that are funding doctors to come out there or they're talking them through it on the, on the phone, right? And then helping them move out of the country. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's unbelievable, right? But what it demonstrates, honestly, I think, is that there is just a relentless, relentless belief 
in this notion that nobody's coming. And there is a relentless belief in the agency that one is capable of exercising in one's life and that we don't need permission. In fact, when it comes to leadership, when it comes to your life, here's what I would ask of you is be unreasonable. Be unreasonable, right? I mean, you only get one run at it. I only get one run at it. Our kids are watching us right now, right? And, and it doesn't matter where we are in our life. It doesn't matter if it's, uh, you know, if we've had a lot of mistakes or if there's addiction or hurt or even betrayal. I mean, we, we are all flawed. We all, you know, we all slog through this thing called struggle. But, I mean, I certainly have. I mean, hell, I've been, I'm an alcoholic, you know, I've... I've, I've, I've had trouble with my relationships in my life. I've had trouble with, you know, just, um, God, you name it. I've got all kinds of stuff going on in my life, but I'm a human. I mean, like, that's just who I am. You know, I always try to show up and do the best I can, but, but it's there, you know. But my point is that for all of us, it doesn't matter, really, you know, whether that's there or not. What matters is do we exercise agency in our life? Do we... Do we actually, are we unreasonable about leaving our tracks in this world and and our legacy? And are we unreasonable about pursuing, you know, that personal purpose that wakes us up in the morning, even if we're not quite sure what it is? I mean, even just the agency to pursue it, to get clear on it. And, And I will tell you, like this whole thing with pineapple has been terrifying for me in a lot of ways because... I've got some people from my community that are like, get off the radio, dude, or stop podcasting about it. I'm like, man, kiss my ass, right? Because, you know, the reality is this, this is about telling the story. This is about connecting. This is about us leading our children and our communities through some bullshit times, man. I'm not going to be quiet about that. Kiss my ass. You know, the, the people that are telling me to be quiet and telling others to be quiet are the ones who suck at leading. They had their chance. They had the microphone. And you know what? They used it to, for their own gain. They used it for their own career progression. Or they used it for their own divisive agenda. And now they're telling the leaders who are stepping into the fray to, you know, hey, man, be a quiet professional. Tone it down. No, kiss my ass. Right? Because if you listen to what we're talking about, if you really listen to the content, it's not about us. It's about our community. It's about those that we serve. It's about our kids. It's about leading people who are reluctant to follow. And it's about recognizing that nobody else is coming. So how are we going to find that recognition if we don't do this, if we don't start to have this conversation? And I'm telling you, I, I, I'm pretty good at reading the social tea leaves, and I think something's happening. I think something's ha- happening in the country. I think pineapple was one of many um, emergent situations where leaders like you and me are looking at the landscape, looking at the arena. We don't like what we see. We see the absence of will. We see the absence of, of, of moral um, presence. And we see the potential for moral injury if we don't act. We see that our children are watching us right now. You know, and, and, and we know that there's a certain way to lead and there's a certain way not to lead. And we're not waiting anymore because nobody's coming. Nobody's coming. Nobody is going to ride over the hill on a white horse, right, and save the day. And, it, and, to, and to believe that is deluded. To believe that is a fool's errand. 
And it actually sets us up for where we are today, where we're giving our agency away to these mouth breathers who are divisionists, who are actually navigating the world by trying to divide us any way they can and to push us against each other, where we speak of contempt with one another that is normally reserved for one's enemies, where we demonstrate or speak with quiet moral superiority about those people over there. You know what? If you're doing that, man, you're right in there with them. You're right in that leadership spectrum where you've either been mobilized into a trance-like state where you're not aware of it, or you're doing it on purpose. Either way, we need to stop. Like that's not, that is not leadership. That's not what this Rotary Club just did out at the river, you know? Which world do you want your kid to grow up in? And again, I look at what they were doing. That was a multi-ethnic big time. It was a multi-gender showing big time. And I guarantee you, if you drive down on it, that, that, is, that, is, that is the essence of what we need. That is the essence of what we need in this country. More of that community-based, okay, nobody's coming, I'll lead, right? And it's happening. It's happening. I don't necessarily know um, what led to it. I just know that I'm bearing witness to it and you're bearing witness to it. So what's your role going to be, man? What's your role going to be? And, you know, it's exciting news, I think. I think it's exciting news for rooftop leaders who can say, um, okay, I'm, I'm not, I don't think anybody's coming when it comes to my kid's soccer team, so I'm going to lead. Or I don't think anybody's coming when it comes to my son and friends that he has, so I'm going to be a mentor for them. I don't think anybody's coming for this young woman who doesn't have any parent in her life that cares about her. I'm going to step in and I'm going to be there for her. Like, that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. That's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. And it's real. And it's cumulative. And it's social capital. And it has an effect. And it's starting to have an effect. And I really think that... Uh, <laughs> you tell me if I'm wrong. Send me comments and tell me if I'm wrong. Right? But are you not getting tired of it? Because that's what I heard. I'm telling you, they lined up to talk about this today. You know, and they were like, I'm tired of it. I'm t you're absolutely right. I love the fact that the message is apolitical. I love the fact that you call them mouth breathers. I love the fact that you point out how they're dividing us against each other. I love the fact that they're not coming. But we are. I like those odds. I'll take that all day long. And I think it is the clarion call for where we're going. I think it's the clarion call for what we're building and what we're going to hand over to our kids. And this is, already, look, there's already precedent for this. If you haven't read The Upswing or Bowling Alone by Robert Putnam, read it. I mean, it is undeniable, irrefutable proof that this has happened and it can happen again. We don't need to be on one pole or the other. We don't. That's not where we humans live for the most part. So as we wrap this thing up, I just want to bring it home to the simple fact that nobody else is coming, but that's okay. Those are good odds. I'll take those odds any day. I'll take the odds of standing shoulder to shoulder with you and what you're building any minute, any day, any month. So send me a note. Tell me what you think about this. Share this podcast with other leaders who are frustrated at what they see. Share this post with other leaders who need to know that nobody else is coming. And they need the encouragement. And they need to be lifted up. And we need them. Thanks for what you do. I'll see you on the rooftop.